live from the summit in Scottsdale, Arizona, the Gore presents Sales Training Boot Camp with Jeremy Forcier and Tammy Wittren. Today's topic, increasing your business through leveraged events. Well, thanks for coming in. Uh, we're going to talk about today on how to increase your business through leveraged events. Okay. So um, it's something that's near and dear to my heart because... Well, I'm not that great at it all the time, you guys. And it's always cool when you get to teach something that like you're really good at for a while. And then did you guys ever experience this? And all of a sudden you like don't do it anymore. And yeah. And then you're like, wait a second. I need to be doing this again. So I was super stoked when I got assigned uh, to coach this um, session and teach because I was like, wait a second. My leverage events have kind of fallen off a little bit. Like maybe I should be working on it. And I started working on it again and got really good at it in the last couple months. Um, so I am super honored to be here today with you. I'm super stoked that we have a small group. Uh, feel free to look at me if you'd like and not have your back <laughs> turned to me at some of the tables. I mean, that would be awesome. Um, I think it creates a little bit better environment. Like if I can see your eyes and, and you know, eh, you know, I respect you guys. You guys give me a little respect. That'd be awesome. Um, I like that it's a small group. I like that you guys are all forward, so we're going to do some cool stuff. So I'm really excited about teaching this class with my girl, Tammy. Let's give it up for Tammy Whitten, you go. So Tammy is spectacular, okay? And I've always known that she's awesome, but I didn't realize how awesome she was until we started planning for this, okay? So how many of you think I'm a really good planner? Good. You guys all know me. I'm not the best planner. Tammy, on the other hand, is insanely organized and detailed and, whoa, like, like, like a lot of stuff. So uh, thank you, Tammy. Um, I super duper duper appreciate it. So um, how many of you do leveraged events? Cool. Um, keep your hands up if you enjoy doing leveraged events. Wow. So why are you guys here? <laughs> real question, though, real quick. Why are you here? New ideas. So new ideas, he said. New ideas about leveraged events. And actually leveraging them. How do you actually convert and profit from them? Very good. What else? How do, excellent. How do you get more leads from the leveraged event, right? Like sometimes I feel like I'm just throwing a party. Does that make sense? Right. And then I'm like, oh, crap. Why did I spend all that money on that party? And I didn't do anything like with it. That was kind of silly, huh? Yes. So the question was, is he wants to figure out in here is like, is bigger is a bigger event better? Right. Or is a smaller event better? Excellent. We'll, We'll be definitely going over that. I think there's a, a void in the marketplace where there's not a lot of people in our industry are doing them well. So right. That's a great opportunity to hopefully get some ideas. I totally agree. So, so she said that a lot of she feels a lot of people in our space that are doing events aren't doing them very well, and that she wants some ideas on maybe how we can be impactful with it. Yes, in my area, there are a lot of events going on, and everyone's tired. Everyone's sick of events. (laughs) (laughs) There must not be. Everyone's sick of them. (laughs) No one wants to go have a good time anymore. 2020, I'm going to run for president. It's going to, that's going to be my, no one wants to have a good time anymore. 2020, Forcier. Excellent, though. You're right. It gets old and stale, right? Like people feel like they're going to the same stuff all the time. Any, anything else? Any qu- stuff you guys want to get out of the leverage event class? Yes. Uh, for me, I really just do a bunch of learning content. Not everybody is driven to come get the core training. 
Okay. And so we have some of those in the bag, uh, some more guest speakers, uh, more topics that are... So that's what you're looking to get, or that's what you're doing? That's what I'm looking to get. Got it. So you're looking to get like more ideas on topics and yeah. stuff like that that's just not course-specific, and, and or maybe it is, and we disguise it. I'll talk about that and how to camouflage stuff. I'm a professional at that. So top grading the attendees, right? He said, I want to top grade the attendees. How do I get quality people uh, to these events? The reality is you want all different types of people, but not just the bottom feeders that are there for the sandwich. Then they walk around, they got mayonnaise on their face, and they're telling you about their El Camino they've been working on all weekend. <laughs> and you're like, how do I get out of this conversation? That's what you're talking about, right? Yep. I got plenty of those. Jeanette, I won't say the last name in case for whatever weird reason she hears this, is that person. <laughs> brings her own food to my events. I totally know what you're saying. It's the weirdest brings, thing. I'm always like, what is going on? To bring the dessert yes. and leftovers home. Yes. So um, we're going to cover all that stuff, you guys. Okay. So, um, Tammy, um, in your opinion, what, what is a leveraged event? I think that's where we should start because I think that we're all really confused. Okay, about what a leveraged event is. So, Tammy, what is a leveraged event? I have to repeat this verbatim. These are Jeremy's words. I love it. It's three or more people together that are not you. (laughs) So, Tammy said a leveraged event is three. Feel free to write this down, you guys. Three. That means you'd need to write it down. Three Three or more people that that is not you. You. You guys, I do have to say, so Jeremy and I got, I've coached with Jeremy for a semester. And I was so disappointed because this is Jeremy that we know, like, super fun and exciting. and um, I don't know where this is going. Well, now I have to share this with you. And um, when when he was coaching me, he's really serious. And he's very direct and driven and he's methodical and he follows the schedule and he's just a driver, driver. And I was like, where's that funny dude? Like, I'm super excited for him. I can't wait for him to come out. And it's funny because he's kind of an introvert, believe it or not. He does not enjoy doing events. It's not something he's drawn to. And all of this that we're going to talk about today is an attitude of excellence. It's your job to become a professional. And Jeremy is bar none the best public speaker. He's fantastic in a room. He makes you feel engaged and welcomed and wanted. And you're by far one of the best I've ever met. Wow. Well, um, thank you. (laughs) I don't know what to say about that. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And by gosh, people like me. Yes, Um, they do. (laughs) But I do know what Tammy is referring to because she did experience it firsthand. And it happens. I've coached some of you. It happens with a lot of my students. They think that they're going to get on this call with me. And (laughs) like this is like a part of me. So you, you guys are all aware that there's multiple parts to you, right? You're not just one thing. You're not just one person. So in the event space, a little story about me. Everyone thinks that I am like a party animal, social, naturally. Like that's why, I'm, that's why I'm good at it. Oh, he's lucky. He likes being in front of people or whatever it is. But the reality is I'm an antisocial extrovert. Okay? So what that means is that I would rather be alone. Okay? But I've, I do enjoy people and I've taught myself to be around people and to present and to impact, okay? So you have to brainwash yourself if you want to be good at events that you're there for a purpose and you're there for them, not for you, okay? That's takeaway number one, by the way. 
is that if you're going to throw an event, you're there for them, not for you. And for years, I shied away from doing events. Okay. Now I'm great at getting drunk and jumping off diving boards, half naked sometimes at parties. <laughs> Wasn't so great at just being in the moment, present, sober, in relationships. I'm terrible at receiving compliments. I'm ter- like, I feel anxiety when there's a bunch of people around and I know them all. And I'm like, what are they going to think about each other? Like I go through all those same things in my mind, but at the end of the day, you have to become comfortable with you're there for them. Your events should always be for the people that are attending. They're never for you, ever. What you get from the events is just a byproduct of you creating in a crazy, amazing space for people to have a good time or to learn something of value. That's really what they are at the end of the day. Have a good time, learn something of value. Be in relationship, okay? So what are some reasons why you guys don't do events? And before I go to you, let's start with you, Tammy. Like, what are some reasons in the past? Because you like doing this stuff. I do. But what are some reasons why you avoided it maybe in the past? I'm not that... It's always been um, a strength of mine. I very much like it. Um, I love to nurture. I love to give value. So I am built around... If I'm going to get up here in front of you, I want to give you some gifts... I want to give you some meat that you're going to go home with. And if you choose to use it, could change your business. I've coached a few of you guys, and I think you, you know, you got most of my stuff. You understand I'm a giver. That's who I am. Um, When I walk into a room, I want to know everybody. And I pretty much want to talk to everybody, and I feel like everybody is my friend, and I can't wait to get there. That's just naturally who I am. With that, what I forget to do is ask for the business. Um, I got married so many times because I'd like to throw parties till it occurs to me. Um, I could just have parties for my clients to grow my business. So there you go. Now we've been with the same guy 16 years. Um, our hope today is that we're going to help you overcome some objections about leveraged events. And Jeremy, would you like us to do a little table work? Well, well yeah. What, what I would like to do to start, I think that's smart, um, is that get with your, get at your table and take a second yourself first. I just want you to write down some of the reasons why you aren't doing leveraged events. It could be any reason why you're not. Why are you not doing leveraged events or why are they not um, satisfying to you? Okay? Why are you, why are your events falling short? Okay, just make a little list. Yeah, come on, there's lots of seats. Let's bring it back. So how about we pick a spokesperson at each table? Um, let's come up with some reasons why we don't do leverage events. Who's ever your spokesperson over here? Um, we have a bunch of reasons. Um, a So reason number one was doesn't have a personal assistant or doesn't have the the bandwidth like to create event, which is hilarious because you don't need one. But that's awesome. Like that? Yeah. So doesn't have someone that's going to do it for us. Does this sound familiar, you guys? Oh, my God. I got a loan. I can't do it. No one's going to do it for me. It's the same with events. That's that's great. That's a real thing for sure. Like bandwidth. Don't have someone that can execute it for us. Okay. How about you guys? We were just saying the the time it takes and then the um, quality of people that were just really dropping attendance because of 
who knows why, but just drop in attendance and time it takes. Okay. So drop in attendance. What is so what what does that mean? Like like people don't show up or the fear that people aren't going to show up. So you'll get 15 RSVPs and like three people show up. Yeah. My favorite type of event for the record. <laughs> Anti-social extrovert. Okay. Cheap by nature too. <laughs> like, so we'll get to that's great though. Right, so lack of attendance. How about this table? So we, we were worried about content and also feel fear of failure. Um, and it's a big um, one for me. I wasn't a good looking. We're not good speakers. So worried about that. You are not a good talker. Oh, my God. <laughs> so so topics and feel of failure, like hosting the event. Cool. How about this table? Who's mine? Uh, ours was similar to theirs in terms of fear, fear of people not uh, people not showing up, fear of failure, fear of public speaking. And then uh, like the same people showing up routinely. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I love that. Those are great. So public speaking fear, same people show up. I think that's a funny one, too. Why do you guys think the same people show up? Because you're fun. Because you invited them, knuckleheads. <laughs> so funny to me. I'm always like, why does Janetta always show up? Well, and she's on my invite list all the time. <laughs> like, maybe I should change that, right? <laughs> what about you guys? Uh, a good one was lack of results, like proving that there's deals that came out of the event. Another uh-huh. one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, another one I had was uh, I get sick of filling them. Like, yeah, after you've had them for a while. I don't know. You get sick of what? Filling them up, like oh. calling and, you know, having an, four events in a month. And, oh, God, I know. Pouring into oh, people you have is to exhausting. Call your realtors and you it have to is. call your clients. It's such oh, pain. Oh, my God. So terrible. Who's people want to hang out with us. I hate it, too. We have a lot of similar ones. Uh, another one, though, is um, maybe time away from family that Ooh, it takes. It's a good one. Oh, because they're all so, night. So you're trading off there. Uh, I think someone already said more fresh ideas. So if you've been doing the same things, there's a nice routine to it, but maybe it gets stale, and maybe other realtors have been copying you, so you're not quite the fresh kid on the street <laughs> doing cool. new things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what was another one? I think the rest were kind of repeating. Um well, fear of rejection as well. Rejection. Yeah. Right. Fear. So, about 90% of these, are they emotional responses? Yes. Okay. A lot of them revolve around fear or how we feel, how we want to feel. And what did I say at the beginning that the events have to be about? Um, Aha. Aha. Good idea. Okay. And it's interesting. And like, listen, I'm super guilty of this stuff too, you guys. It's not like um, I'm perfect at it. I catch myself all the time and I'm very self-aware and it's a blessing and a curse. Okay. Because I'm really hard on myself because of that. But there are so many more positives as to reasons why we should do leveraged events that will overcome all the negatives. And we can freshen all this stuff up. All right. Yeah. But I want to remind you once again, what is a leveraged event? Three or more people that are not three or more people that are not you. So, hey, what are you two doing later? Having a drink. Really? Awesome. <laughs> what about you? I'm going to have a leveraged event with 
You guys, you guys want to have a drink together? That's a leveraged event, folks. There you go. Just made one. Yeah. Bam. Just like that. Like, like, and that is how I, I do it, right? For the most part. So, um, what, so some other ones Jeremy, that we came up with? I do have to segue yeah. on that because right there, the greatest part about what he said, size is not the determination. Thank God. Look at me. Successful <laughs> or not. <laughs> you know, I think, though, our ego, <laughs> I'm going to just keep talking right through that. Our ego wants to see 100 people in the room. That says, I am successful. Yes. I'm very perfect. You know, I'm super popular. Yeah. That's not the truth. The truth is, did you do an event that you touched someone, that you moved the needle for them, that you were in front of them and you inspired them to want to, you, to use you and give you business? That is the question. Did you add to their life? Did they feel cared for? Did you connect with them? I don't care if there's two people in the room and 30 RSVP'd. Those two people that showed up, they get all my attention, all of my kudos, all my praise, and I will go so deep with them. I do not allow my self-confidence of my event to be dictated or predicated by who shows up. But I also prepare, and I know how to get people there. But I would beg you, mindset on events is you. You hate them because you've been lazy. You haven't put enough energy in them. You don't use a prep, a calendar. Get You're it, not Tammy. doing marketing calendar at the beginning of the year so you know and you lose time. And then all of a sudden, events suck. No, your planning sucks. You have, you know. I feel like she's talking to me, literally. <laughs> I'm like, yes. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, events are such an awesome opportunity. And it's much like you doing your 40 prospect calls. Just because you decide, and I, this is my greatest experience, just because I decide I want to be in relationship with my coaching students, okay? The semester starts. Ring, ring, hello, hey, Jeremy, I love you, blah, blah, blah. Are we role-playing? No, no. Oh, okay. I don't know. Just checking. Because that Cause would I'll go right the into the day. You want to call me? No, right. but here is the point. I have to call him many times before he realizes he's just not a number for me. I have to do other things that demonstrate to him that he's important to me and my life. And then I have to reach out without any purpose to validate that he's important. So for us to think that we do a leveraged event and the people that show up, they don't give us a deal. How about you take responsibility and your ownership for that? And you try to go a little deeper with them instead of assuming that they're not giving you your fair share. The confusion is you somehow believe you are entitled to something from everyone. Shame yeah. on all of us. Yeah. We are not entitled to anything. We earn it all and we earn it. One time in front of people where we connect. And if they connect with you and you're doing your job and you've added value, I promise you they will give it to you when you have it. And if it's that one agent that does two deals in a year, get one or two of them. And if they can't refer you, ask them to refer you another agent that will love you. If it's a client and the client just bought from you, ask them to share the good news about the experience they had with you. I just think we have to think differently when we actually get people to share time with us. That's the purpose of a leveraged event. Cool. That was a small tangent. No, it was fantastic. Now let's talk about how to make money with it. That's <laughs> what all these guys want to know, right? So um, it does have to be about them, right? So the, the reasons to do leveraged events far outweighs the fear or the reasons why we don't do them. 
Okay, so what are some good reasons, in your opinion, feel free just to shout it out, of why you should do a leveraged event? Show someone, Show someone you care. We just talked about it, right? What else? Give them, a new Give them a new experience, right? That's great. Give them a new experience. Like doing something special maybe that they wouldn't do on their own. Did you guys know that most people don't go to the movies? Did you guys know that? It's true. It's a statistic. I'm going to do a Rick Ruby and make up 65% of people <laughs> don't ever go to the movies and we can create that experience for them right you can use it in your invite hey 65 percent of people don't go to the movies with their family i'm having an event i don't want you to be in that statistic okay so you guys get where i'm going here right so you create different experiences that's great what else make them feel grateful well you can't make someone feel grateful can you that would be awesome teach me um that's great Love it. Position you as an expert, right? So that's a specific type of leveraged events because there's all different kinds, right? That's like positioning yourself as a teacher, right? As an expert and teaching someone something new. Leveraging our time. Leveraging mm-hmm. our time. My Fantastic. favorite one. It's the one that I wrote down. Great use of time, right? So you can see multiple partners, clients, people of influence, leads all at once in one place, right? An excellent, excellent use of time. What else? Gives you an excuse to call. That was my number two. Okay. Ironically, I hate calling people. (laughs) Right. And I hammer phones all the time and I really don't enjoy it. Like even still to this day. But what I do enjoy is calling people to invite them to something. Right. I do enjoy calling out with an actual purpose or something to talk about that's outside of transactions. So it's an excellent way to fill up your greatness tracker. Great point. Anyone else? I like letting clients know that uh, by them participating, there's people there that I'm them to connect with. That would be yes, uplift for them. Being the connector for other people. Did you guys know that 71%, <laughs> wink, wink, 71% of people, okay, are lacking connection in their life? Okay, we can be that matchmaker, you guys. 71% of people are lacking meaningful connection in their life. Okay. We don't have to overcomplicate this, you guys. Some other stuff that I wrote down here is it's a great value add, right? It's a great value add for your sphere. So, um, like having people bring other people that you don't know, right? It's a great value add for your sphere. Maybe they don't want to do events or they do very poor events. Yeah. Like, so co-branding events with other people. That's a great, great, great use of time. Um, it validates your professionalism. That was brought up, right? Is there anything I'm missing, Tammy? Yeah. The- thing I love most when you get, say, a group of realtors together is have them introduce themselves because the one thing we forget about, we want to work with people we know, like, and trust. Realtors want to collaborate and accept offers with people they know, like, and trust. Get your agents up. Say a few amazing things about them each. Validate that they're in your sphere. If you're doing a client appreciation party and you have someone that has a small business and is, is an insurance agent, I love to do that. Hey, this is John Smith. He's an insurance agent with fam, American Family. Oh my God, we love him. Our office gives him a ton of business. If you ever are looking for a new insurance agent, use him. You guys, the uplift. Giving without expectation of, you know, it's the art of reciprocity. Give without expectations. People are comp- compelled to give back to you. Love it. So, yes. Kids, yes. So, Combining said kids. very helpful to do family events. Right. Some great yep. family. I need to be better about that. I Mine's always to, around booze and yeah. parties, and I need to fix that for sure. I'm curious on your leverage. Um, how, how many referral partners do you have? 
So the scientific question was, I'm going to repeat it just because we're recording, um, is that like as far as the events, how many of the attendees percentage-wise, right, um, are referral partners versus non versus clients and other people, right? Cool. So um, let's break it down just real quick so I can kind of talk to you about what I try to do. So I do a marketing calendar at the beginning of the year. And I know I'm going to get face-to-face in front of my realtors for two events, a happy hour and some sort of event, okay, whether it be a speaking thing or a party or something. So if I I do four quarterly market updates, they're a big crowd for me. I get anywhere from 100, 150 realtors in the room. I ask my realtors to bring a friend that they work with that they think I would be a great connection with. Someone that they they feel I would serve their clients in the same manner that they want to. So I just want to edify a few things with, with you, okay? I'm going to bring out just a little color so you guys don't miss it because she's dropping nuggets right now. And it's so simple that I want to make sure you don't miss it. First thing she said is that she what? She planned out. <laughs> yes. Okay. She year. planned yeah. out her marketing calendar, right? Second thing that she said is when she's inviting people, she's telling them, to bring someone, right, that basically she doesn't know. She's asking for what? Referrals. No, not referrals. I'm going to use a different word. It's true, but I'm going to use a different word. Trust. She's asking for help. Okay? I want you guys to all write that down. Ask for help instead of referrals. Do we have this crazy form? It's called... <laughs> I need your I need help. your help form <laughs> at the core. And use it. And I will tell if you, you that just changing it. that word, right... Will change the way how easy it is to get people to engage with you and get the help that you're looking for. But keep going. I want to make sure that they don't miss these things that you're talking about. So, I prep a lot. I don't fly by the seat of my pants. My seminars are really meaty about the market. I'm a finance minor, econ minor. I love finance. Um, I understand how the market moves and why. But how I try to break it down for my realtors is I want them to have the information, and I call it driving talk with your clients. I want you to be able to talk to them in a very easy manner about why the market's moving. What's happening with the Brexit and why? What's happening with China? What's happening with manufacturing? Why are we all screwed up right now? The tweeting. I mean, three years ago, I was talking about, as Donald entered the office, I was saying, you watch this tweeting, it's going to change our market. Never before have we had anyone in politics that has tweeted so much. There is no faster way to change public opinion than to tweet. We have seen the um, economic structure of our country dive bomb overnight because of tweets. It's miraculous the power that man has with tweeting. So I have spent time to kind of get a rhythm about my seminars. I'm happy to share kind of the general outline. It would require you to research on Google these topics, right? So you can be the expert. Anyone can get a PhD in anything by just spending a little time and having a little passion. So my passion for what I want to teach my agents comes from if I build them up and I can help them, I'm an integral part of the growth and development of their business and I grow them to get a deal It is just as valuable to me if I give them a deal or if I help them fish, which is it, right? Helping them get more and more deals is what I'm about. Growing them, nurturing them, giving the tools. 
So my quarterly seminars are value-added with market info, but I also leave time in there for all the realtors to stand up, introduce themselves. I have agents from all different companies come. I have past clients come. I have insurance agents come to those seminars because they use it back in their business. I want everybody to stand up, introduce themselves. I feed them a great lunch, and I always tell them I'm much better on a glass of wine. So I encourage that at lunch. You guys... I just allow them to come, enjoy a great lunch on me, and get educated. I so percentage-wise, though, to, just to circle back, I want to make sure that we get, because you're talking about a specific type, right? And that's when you were talking, I was writing down, there's all these different types yeah. you know, of events you can do. And so the people that are going to be there is going to depend on what type of event you're throwing, Yeah. right? So in this type of event, it sounds like it's 90% it's, realtors. It, it's realtor, past client, kind of my specialty vendors, and it's quarterly. So it's something that's always on the everybody knows about it's a lunch thing it's you know I spend about 20 bucks a head on lunch um, I partner with the title company we give realtor credit at that um, we get a great turnout but the turnout that we how we manage or validate whether that seminar is a success I've been doing it for about 18 years now is I look at how many referrals from agents we get and how many client referrals. And we actually send out, give Rick's form out that says, hey, we need your help. We need you either to refer us both a realtor that you think I need to connect with or a client that I could connect with that needs my help. It's amazing when you ask. The art of reciprocity is if I feed you and I grow you, right, you're going to want to give back to me. I leave there 30, 40, 50 realtors I need to call, clients, and over the next two weeks, we probably five or six extra deals, not only for the ones that we're leaving with. Awesome. Love it. So I'm going to give you my take on it, and um, I'm going to talk about, to give you context, specifically about um, the event that I throw that I think is the most fun and the most effective, okay, and why. So... um, do you guys know what a smorgasbord is? Shmor- is it smorga or smorga? No, it's smorga. Smorga. <laughs> so a smorgasbord. Smorgasbord events are my favorite. Okay, well, so what a smorgasbord event is, and I'll tell you why I started doing these, is that I used to throw um, happy hours, right, every month for real estate agents. You, right? You, you lovely, lovely people. You, you, you. And I would invite the realtors to this happy hour, right? And what I found is that it was the least, it was the event that I liked the least. Okay? And it wasn't because of you guys. It was because you guys all hate each other secretly. Oh, jeez. And, and so, like, oh. I would be at the event, and, like, it was weird. I just felt anxiety because it was like, I'd hear, like, oh, gosh, if Jeremy works with John, oh, jeez. Ugh. Can't believe he works with him. Right. And then you hear John being like, yeah, Missy, she's a real piece of work. I can't believe she's here. You know, like and so it was like this weird competition I felt like all the time. And it was very um, I was very high anxiety for me to be. In the, and then I felt like I'm the mediator. I'd be like running over like, hey, Matt, so how are you doing? You know, and I wasn't even really being me. I was just like, oh, God, please don't. I hope there's not a fight like it's going to break oh, out, you know, it's like a gang fight, like Coldwell Banker versus Compass or something like that. So. So I started to soften him up a little bit, and I changed it up a little bit, and I would invite my past clients and my realtors, right, and my current clients, and do a smorgasbord happy hour, right? And those are my favorite. They're really, really fun. So in those type of events, I'd say it's all over the place for me. There might be like eight agents there and 15 past clients, 
and this is a big event, right? A big happy hour, because I'll invite a ton of people. And there'll be like a bunch of vendors, all different types of people there. And I find that that is the, my favorite type of event because then people are talking to each other. It's not just people doing the same thing in the same industry and everyone's wearing their fake ass mask of who they actually are and aren't really acting like who they really are and they're a caricature of themselves walking around like because they want to impress everyone and they're afraid that someone's gonna think negatively of them. So when I started to mix it all up, like it was magical. Inviting a lot of different type of people for different reasons and creating those interactions. Selfishly, and I'll get to your guys' questions. Selfishly for me too, it was great because what did I say at the beginning? I'm an antisocial extrovert. Like I'm great in an authoritative position, like right now, but in large groups socially, I'm kind of like not, it's not my thing. It's just not. Right. So I found that it was great when I had a smorgasbord of people that I could just go, hey, dude, you should meet John Rainwater. Dude, John is like one of the most interesting people ever. Hey, come meet John. And I would connect them and I would go, you know, and you go to the next person. Hey, how are you? And someone would come over and go, oh, hey, Jeremy. I'm like, oh, my God. Hey, Mitchell, this is John. John, this is Mitchell. Dude, Mitchell has the craziest story ever. You should hear about his life. It's, an, it's incredible. And then Mitch starts talking about that. I go, hey, guys, I'll be right back. And I go over somewhere else, right? So a smorgasbord is my favorite. And there's probably just a complete mixed bag called a third, third, third. Third referral partners, third clients, and a third People that I don't know. Okay. People that I don't know. Did you guys catch that? People that I don't know. That is correct. I'm always doing the same thing as Tammy. Hey, bring someone. Right? Want you to feel comfortable. Right? Want you to have a good time. Bring someone. And then they're already there drinking, talking to their friend. Right? It's really easy to create that type of environment. Um, so, what I'd love for you guys to do right now is get, get at your, your tables again. I want you guys to write down a list of your two best events that you've ever done. And then, or would you like me to answer your questions first? I'm sorry, there was two here. I do have a question. Yeah. So, do you ever run into realtors in a certain way because you, bring, you might bring one realtor's past client that will send to you and then they're among other realtors? Yeah, so I don't care. So the question was, do you have, and I'll explain why. I mean, I'll give you, it's not like, I don't care. I mean, um, the question was like, hey, do you ever have a group of people, like maybe there's multiple realtors like there are in this room, right? And then one realtor uh, brought some clients there, but there's other realtors. So the fear of the realtor thinking another realtor is going to poach that client. Okay, that's what you're saying, right? Okay, cool. So I used to be very fearful of that. And I used to really be worried, like, oh, are they going to think? And then I realized, like, that is, like, the most idiotic thing to think ever. Like, that, it's just silly. Like, this isn't a prospecting meat market. This is a gratitude event where we're just, like, hanging out and having fun, right? So it's the same as if that person didn't come to my event and they went to a bar and there was, like, another realtor there, but it had nothing to do with the event. Like, People go out into like in society all the time, you guys, and like meet other people, right? Like, so, so I got over that personally because that's not what it's about. It's not like a prospecting market. It's really just a place to relax and have fun in that scenario. And it's never happened yet. Hasn't become an issue for me at all. Was there something else? Yeah. Yeah, for for realtors that don't, I understand what you're saying. Dinner mm-hmm. party. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. 
No. Cool. So. I try to piece it together and then somebody can't tell Yeah. So two, there was two questions, and I'll just repeat them back the best I can. You can tell me if I messed it up, okay? So the first question was, as a realtor, and high five for you that you guys don't have that problem, where you're not inviting 20 mortgage people, <laughs> you know, which is kind of what you were saying, right? So you don't have that issue as a real estate agent where you're inviting a ton of people from one industry that maybe are in competition with each other. That's fantastic. Um, and so that was your first question of, is it a problem to do a smorgasbord, right? No, it's just a style of event. It's not the only event that you should do. It's not the only type of happy hour you should do. It's not the only thing. It's just a style. And I think that it's fun to experiment with different styles and figure out what works for you and where you have fun too. So I would say absolutely try it. Yeah, for sure. And then your second question was? Yeah. If you are overly concerned about you know, the national time no. Yes. So um, I love that. Her question was, hey, if you're doing a small like group event and you're inviting like a specific group of people, let's say for like a wine dinner, like you said, or like something nice of like, oh, my God, are the people going to get along now? I'll let Tammy answer after I do my because we might have different answers, by the way. Right. We I mean, answers. we because we do things actually totally 180 degree opposite. Like I'm, I don't prepare the way she does. Right. But we both have the same results. So for me personally, I don't ever worry about that personally because when i'm going to do a small intimate event i'm going to invite people that i actually want to be around right so if i actually want to be around them and that's my filter usually it'll work and they're not there to make best friends anyway like with other people they're there for the experience right so i don't really worry about that too much um i do have an assistant that works for me um who is constantly worried about that like for me she was like, I don't know. Like, if Mike's going to come again, is he going to throw, is he going to football spike a wine glass again like he did last time? Because that happened to me, right? It's happened to me at one of my events, right? He's not invited anymore. So you will have to, like, create lists of, like, you know, you, they're not allowed to come back lists as well. So, um, but how do you think about that? Like, do you worry about uh, the environment of the type of people that are there interacting? No, so we were, I would love to just, can we segue a you little bit and take this you question? You can do whatever you want. So, you guys, there are tons of events. And let's do, I want to roll through a little bit of a list because I'm going to come back and bring it all home. So bear with me for a minute. So there are holiday parties. And we can all come up with all kinds of holiday parties. We can do for our clients as realtors or we could do for um we could do for realtors, realtors can do for your clients, your VIPs, family, etc. right? We have um, market symposiums, you have new agent classes, you have financial wellness classes, and the list can go on and on. And we'll break out and talk about some of these. But again, it goes back to this. I have been doing a similar event over and over and over, okay? My agents know that when they come to an event, they're going to meet people that are going to help them grow their business. I think the problem is realtors see other realtors as competition when they're not. It's no different than if Jeremy and I were in the same market. People would, Jeremy's realtors would not be my realtors and vice versa. They just wouldn't. We, I mean, we hope. They wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I really feel strongly about that. I build my own culture. My people are my tribe and they're attracted to me. My realtors come and they come and they share. They've been coming from different companies for years. I do a client appreciation party every summer. I do a client appreciation party in the winter. I do the big party. I put it together 
you know, because I did want to get married over and over because I'm real good at throwing a party. So you can imagine what kind of client appreciation party I throw. It's a big one. So what I do, though, is I help my realtors out. I ask my realtors to invite um, their clients. I say, hey, invite six, eight families to come to this party. And I invite 16 agents to participate. Um, we get a couple title companies to sponsor us. They put a little money in the kitty. We divide it 16 ways. We have a band. We, you know, same sort of deal every year. My realtors are bringing their clients into the same party with 16 other realtors that are bringing their clients. But here's the secret to an event or a party. It is a success if it is full. It is a success if the room is shrunk so everyone feels like the room fits the party and people are there and it's busy. So managing that party is really your job and you decide how that looks. If you're going to do a new agent um, say education that I do. I call a new agent. I say, hey, I'm Tammy. You know, so-and-so introduced me to you. And kill, I got some great stuff that could grow you instantly and get you into the, into the real estate business. Would you be interested in meeting for coffee? Yeah, well, here's the catch. I need you to bring three other people with you that are new because I have a great idea for you that I know I can change your life over the next six weeks. Great, when do you want to meet? Meet them. I set them up to set up for a class. And I'm going to do a new agent meeting every week for six weeks. Okay? Starts out, I get six, eight agents that want to do it. Always peters out to about four. But those are my new agents. I've grown them. I do a class every week. They come every Monday morning, 8.30. Those end up being the people that come to my room. But it didn't start with, hey, ring, ring. I want, I want you to use me. I want you to use me. I grow a little bit into their business, help them grow, help them with their parties. I volunteer for all of my realtors' stuff. My realtors are doing a party. Here's the thing. They need help. They need someone to help them understand how to get it structured, how to get people there, how to fill the room, how to manipulate the room so it looks full and festive and fun. But they need someone to take names and hang up coats and run around because they're talking to people. Right? So my team and I might show up and support them. It doesn't cost me any money, but it's something that I can give to them that they can't give to themselves at that point. There are so many ways to serve and uplift your clients and your realtors and anybody that you want to do business with. And I think what happens is fear causes us to think about all the negatives. But what if, you know, out of those six people that you have a new agent class with, what if that one person ends up being the $25 million producer? That's going to be your baby, you know, for as long as you nurture that relationship. So I'm different. I'm not afraid. My realtors come. They know each other. And the greatest part is we always had this testimonial. Who in the room put a transaction together because of the relationship? I always have like five or six people every quarter stand up and edify me in front of everyone. It's so fun. It's a tribe that you create. You don't do it one day. You do it with consistency. You find your rhythm. You find something you like to do. I love a happy hour. I love it that my agents come. I love that my clients come. And my clients come that are now doing insurance for other realtors' clients. And they're not threatened because they use that realtor. So I think we project our fears on our people. And it keeps us from doing anything. Jeremy. Aha. <laughs> See, sí, senorita, I, I totally agree. So let's come up with a master list, okay? So I have a list that I've created for realtors. I have a list that I've created for lenders. And then I have a list that will work for both, okay? So I want, what I want you guys to do is take a minute, write down 
the best event that you've thrown, one or two, okay? Best one or two events that you've thrown. Well, write them down for yourself, okay? Best event that you've done. Cool. So you're going to go around at the table. This time you're going to start with the person with the longest hair. If two people have the same length of long hair, you start with the person with glasses. And then you're going to go around and you're going to share what was the best event okay, that you do. I want you guys to write down and see if you got any takeaways from your table. All right, you guys, let's bring it back can stop wherever you are. No offense to anyone that did not share. Okay. So uh, we'll start with you guys since you're still talking. What were some good ones here? A f- what? A Ferrari, Lamborghini, McLaren event. Wow. Sweet. That is sick. Very, very cool. And who did you invite to that? Everybody in my database. Everybody in your da- How much did that cost? Uh, zero dollars. I made the high-end car rental company bring the cars, and I made the golf course pay for the food, and I made the clients pay for the $60 a drive for the mileage. And what? I got the credit. Did you guys hear that? I'm going to do that immediately. Uh, a, a Lamborghini-type experience, high-end car experience, and it cost them zero. Okay? So awesome. What else do we got, guys? Anyone? Uh, I do a, a quarterly wine and wisdom event. Wine and Wisdom event. Where I bring out my uh, financial planner, CPA, and a state attorney. Uh, I invite realtors and my past clients. And how much does that cost usually? 400. Awesome. 400. Who's at this table? Just pick, make someone talk, Tammy. Oh, I I do a dance party at my house every year. I'm a great entertaining house, indoor outdoor space, and I hire a DJ, spare no expense, invite all my clients, vendors, partners. I've done a 70s party two years in a row, and this March it's going to be 80s. Love it. House party, costume, themes. How much does that cost? Like thousands? Yeah. Uh, the DJ wants a grand, so about 2500 2500 bucks, yeah. cool. Okay, we do uh, a top producers event quarterly, so we're lenders, okay. and we invite the top producers um, we, d- we actually partner with two real estate offices, and so the managing broker gets to pick the top three realtors for the quarter. They bring their spouse. We plan the dinner place, cooking class, whatever it is, and it's fun. Excellent. Love it. How much does it cost? Mm, one of them, the managing broker splits with us, so maybe it's 150 to 200 bucks out of our pocket. The other one is a couple hundred bucks. Awesome. 200. Excellent. Okay, so uh, we have minor league hockey at home, and uh, my, minor league hockey team. Oh, I thought you said Mia Taki. I was like, that sounds like a bomb ass restaurant. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so say it again. <laughs> uh, so if you buy bulk tickets, um, they're super affordable. But the best time we have is obviously when you offer free beer um, and free swag. So. Uh, but the reason it was such a success, we had like five people that didn't show up. We had like 340 people that came. Whoa. Uh, but large what we did event. is we leveraged our VIPs and to invite their entire company and their families. So probably 30% of the attendees were, didn't, I didn't even know. No, you do. Excellent. And now I do. Yeah. That's Excellent. So awesome. so we, and how much did that cost? Uh, that was 20, um, eight grand. 
You said 20 grand, I heard. Okay, eight. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to let me know how successful I really am. $70,000. Cool. Here's some really easy ones I'm going to share with you guys, okay, that I do. Okay, um, number one is I use Google. I Google events in blank. Put whatever city you want to throw an event in. Events in blank. You will get a list. So I live in Sonoma County. Events in Sonoma County. You will get a list, you guys, of all types of events that are already going on. Beer craft festivals, accordion festival, that's the thing where I live. Uh, seriously, accordion festival, like chili cook-off, like that, that literally could cost zero to five dollars a person, and then I call and invite them to a VIP event. Hey, we've got this chili cook-off going, it's so cool, it's gonna be at the fairground. <laughs> you guys think I'm kidding. This is, listen, so it's awesome. very frugal, okay? But it's awesome, okay? You leverage other events that are already going it. on. It's fantastic. So that's my one of my big tips for you guys. No, listen, I'll, I'll tell you what I do. Okay, so Beer Craft Festival downtown Petaluma. Okay, uh, um, 80 different little craft beer places come, and they have little booths, right? And there's food trucks and stuff like that. I will send out, right, an invitation. Be like, hey, having a VIP event. There's a Beer Craft Festival going on with food trucks. Um, I got free tickets. Wink, wink. I have free tickets, right, to go. To We're going to meet at Walnut Park at 12 p.m. That's one block away from, from, from the event. It's like I was in high school, right? We're going to meet at Walnut Park. And then we walk over together, and we go to the event together. It's pretty simple, okay? It costs 60 bucks for 12 people. Awesome. Super, super, super simple, right? So stuff like that. So that's one. Um, summer fairs is another one. Um, my favorite event that I do personally always, and I want you guys to have, to have this takeaway, is are always the most impactful, I should say, right? Are ones that I do at my house, okay? And so that could be with four people. Um, I did a paella party um, at my house a few weeks ago. I had like 29 people, super reasonable. It was like 500 bucks. It was awesome. We all hung out, had a good time. So um, events in the home. Uh, for realtors, I will tell you the biggest missed opportunity that I see for realtors for leveraged events is speaking at the bar associations for attorneys, okay? The bar associations. So wherever you live, join the bar association. Okay. They have all types of little like um, grab and bag lunch things that they have to do for continuing education hours that they just have to be at a place. It's not like a course and you can be a speaker there. Okay. I've done it with, with, I've partnered up with realtors and I've done it and it's fantastic. Okay. Yes. Kentucky Derby Derby pool party. party. I want to invite. Right. Hat. Yeah. Awesome. That's excellent. There's charity events. Yep. Okay. There's is volunteering with a group of people a leveraged event? Yes. Yeah. How much does it cost? You volunteered. <laughs> You're working together. Okay. That's a great way to do leveraged events. Um, there's pub crawls. There's concerts. There's business planning seminars. Because all of these different events are going to fall into different categories of professional, okay, formal, or casual, right? And you can do all of them or a combination of them. Um, there's cooking classes, okay, that you can Google and do. We've done that. It's really fun doing a cooking class, okay? How many of you have a team? I hope to see almost everyone's hand. Very good. So if you go and take your team out, is that a leveraged event? Yeah, three or more, right? Can you get referrals from your team? Oh, yeah. Eh. Should you maybe do some more leverage events with your team? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I do leverage events with my team all the time. It's really, really, really fun. Now, 
if we know what all these events are, right, and I want to leave time for Q&A because I actually think that's where the juice is at the end of the day, let's talk about um, how to invite and what that looks like. So you guys can turn to page 95, 96 if you'd like, and there's going to be different styles of invites. Okay, so who do you invite? Well, you're going to invite depending on who you're going to invite. So I am a list person, right? So we're not talking about smorgasbord anymore, right? So I have VIP events, okay? Feel free to write these down or not. It might make you a hundred grand a year. VIP events, okay? I have current, I want you guys to hear this, current client events, CCR events, I have pre-approval events. So if you're a realtor, that would be like someone looking for a house. You could do that too, right? People that are looking but haven't bought yet. These are specific type of events you can have that are small. Okay. Um, I have realtor events. So for realtors, it would be business people. Okay, business people events. Affinity partners, you know, CPAs, financial planners, etc. So we have all these lists, okay? Past client events, of course we know that one. So how do we get people to these damn things? Cool. So on page 96, you'll see an example of an email that I send to invite people. Or it's, nine, yeah, 96. As you can see, it's really, really fancy. Okay. Please come. I just typed it out. It was, it, it's, it's not some crazy thing, but this is what I love about Tammy and our differences. She has a bunch of examples in here of hers starting on page 900, I think, or 99. And they're all really pretty and they're like, you know, HTML and all of that. I just want, it's the same. So everybody knows when my stuff comes, they see it. They have non, they have not, they have unjunked me because it's a value. So there's something about being consistent and having a look that always looks the same that gets you noticed. And it will get or you not. with your clients. And I'm not <laughs> saying that she's wrong. She's talking about her brand, right? Like branding. And that's true. My brand happens to be Jeremy just types emails. <laughs> and, and, and hey, it, you know, you're so. doing a couple, of, yeah, a hundred and some, 200 million. He's doing it right. So, I cannot argue. So I just want to let you know there's not a right or wrong way. Just don't overthink it. If it's easy for you do to it. create the stuff, like Tammy, yeah. it's easy, like she's like, likes it, do that. If that's what's stopping you, don't do that. Yeah. Like I literally just type up an email. As you can see on page 96, it's really simple. You've been invited to a VIP event because you're one of my favorite people. Is that pretty straightforward? Yes. Okay, cool. And then I list what the event is. Where and when. Where, yeah, what it is, what time, the cost to them, and to please RSVP to me, right? Now, when I do do this, if you go to page 98, okay, this is like my protocol for lunch and learn stuff, but I really follow the same protocol every time for any event, you guys, it's real simple. I choose something I want to do, okay? And I decide who I'm going to invite. And then I type up an invitation and I do a video, okay? I don't do the HTML thing with my face on it. I don't even know how to do that. It's kind of embarrassing. I just copy the link and I put it in, okay? And then I send the email, <laughs> all right? So that's step one. You gotta send the email. Now what happens after I send the email? I call people. Yeah. So two days after, this is my protocol, two days after I send the email, 
I call them, you guys. Hey, Dan, it's Jeremy Forcier, Cross Country Mortgage. Did you receive my email to our event? No. Oh, check it out. Maybe it's in spam. I'm going to re-forward it to you right now. And then I just say what the event is, what date it is. Do you think you can come? Right? Pretty simple. Now, if you're going to get RSVPs, what do you have to have? A system to manage. An RSVP list. I know this is super complicated, you guys, but this is my protocol of what I do. So I create an Excel sheet. It's real simple. I create an Excel sheet. Happy hour with the date on it or Giants baseball event with the date on it, right? And then when they're getting the RSVPs or coming in, I'm just literally dragging them, if it's an email, into a folder I create in Outlook, right? And then I update the RSVP list in Excel. If they call back and leave a voicemail, it goes onto the Excel sheet. Why is it important to keep track of the RSVP list? So you're not re-inviting them over and over like you did. Multiple reasons. Number one, you want to know how many people are are planning on coming. Okay. Number two is that, am I going to call them again, do you think? Yes. Okay. So I like to give myself three weeks minimum, four or five weeks is optimal to send out invites and invite people to stuff. And then, so I, I call two days after I sent the email and then a week later, I'm going to send another email. And then two days after that, I'm going to call them. And then one day before the event, I call everyone again. And then the day of the event, they get an email again. Yeah. Really, really, really simple. Now, I've had so many people ask me, well, what if they already RSVP'd? So are you scrubbing the list? Are you taking the time to look at? No. no. I'll put in the follow-up email, hey, if you've already RSVP'd, please ignore. Right? Don't create barriers for yourself to do the activity. Right? And keep track of it. It's, it's really, 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 really simple. So we've invited people. We have an RSVP list. Okay, now it's the event. Jeremy, yeah. can I break in though and just share just what I do because it's a little bit different? I would never say no to you. Um, so I am 45 days out on any event. For me to get the attendance I want, it's 45 days. I know without fail, I've been doing this a long time, that's my rule. I don't have an event if I don't have that time, therefore I'm following my marketing calendar. It's the whole year. It's planned out in you know, October, November of the previous year. Get on it now. Um, I use eBright and I pay for the updated version. And the reason I do that, it's uh, analog. Well, pardon, eBright or eVite, either one. Um, any of those will get through spam filters. They're programmed to get through the spam filter. Um, I already I put them on the calendar when they're going out. So they're going to go three times. In the middle of the one goes, then we're two weeks before the event, we're texting. It's very habitual. Um, anybody that comes in with an RSVP that they want to come, we take them off the list immediately. They go in the I'm coming pile, right? Now I'm just going to remind them, you are coming, and it's a different invite, but it just goes out. Hey, you've RSVP for this event. Don't forget. It's just habitual. goes out. We text. Uh, we e- So 45 days is here it comes. Second email, email is this is your invite. And then from there, we start to make our list. And if they RSVP, say they're coming, they come off the list. Then the next week, it goes out again and again. Two weeks out, we're um, texting. Hey, are you coming to the event? I didn't see that you responded to the right. We start to get all those texts in. We update the list. Two days before the event, I remind them again. And then the morning of. But it's automated. So I'm not doing much of it. I think um, we're using Grasshopper to text. 
Okay. I think um, that is absolutely the way you fill an event up. You got to, you know, you got to be on it. Jeremy has, you know, his way, mine. I just don't want to do it if they're not going to come. I'm, you know, I know that what I have to do, I have to kind of, kind of prod them and get them there. Um, whether it's a home buyer seminar or whatever, we've had great results doing that. Blake. I have a question on like smaller, it's like let's say you're going to do a really high end like, class. Yes. How do you invite for that? Like you can't just send the invite out to everybody on your list, yet you also want to make sure it's full. Do you go down your VIP list? And... Okay, overthinker, I'm going to help you. I love you. <laughs> I love. This is perfect. So his question, if you guys didn't hear, is like, hey, you're going to do a small, intimate event, like a cooking class, a high end, something like that, and you, you want it to be full right but you don't want to invite too many people and how do you segue right that's what your question was so it's real simple number one how many people are going to be at your event how many spots do you have for the cooking class cool so you have six spots so i like to create fear just like rick does i'm a master at it and and i do it with a smile so no one really feels like it's a fear-based close okay i love sending out an email to people saying hey this is first come first serve there's only eight spots and two were already spoken for. Please let me know if you can come right away. I would love to see you, et cetera, et cetera. Really that simple. But what if I don't, I mean, I don't want to send that to 40 people because I really want to get, ideally I want my top people. So he wants his top people to come. So what do you guys think that my answer is going to be? Invite them first. Exactly. Yeah. So what I would do in that scenario, number one, I'd start with a really small list. Think of like ABC. Right. I'd start with a small list for an intimate event. Like I'm like, hey, man, I want, I want to make sure John, Blake and Brett are at this event and they're all allowed to bring plus one. Right. So that is my event. Basically, I would hit them up first. Hey, we're having this event. Would love for you to come, et cetera, et cetera. Give them a couple days to RSVP. And if they don't start sending it out to more people, I find that the small events are way easier actually to, to fill. fill. Yeah, yeah. No, I, no doubt. I also know my conversion on my events. I know that to get um, 60 people in the room, I need to send out 125 of invites, right? It's 50%. Now, remember that of the people that RSVP, 25 to 30% will cancel. So you always overfill, just like an airplane. You're going to oversell by 25%. I guarantee you they're not all going to show up. Just know those numbers. If you want... Like I said in my um, new agent class, if I want to end up with four, I have to start with ten. That's how it always works. There will be classes that I only have three people. But the normal is you're going to have fallout, and you can't take it personally. Know your numbers when you come to your events. So if I needed eight people, how many would I invite? I know that at least, right? Does that answer your question? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yes. How do you handle um, over-inviting? My fear is sending out too many emails. I'm having a happy hour every month, and I'm having a leverage event every month. And I'm reminding them of those events multiple times. You know, that's two plus emails a week from me. Cool. Okay. What do you think? So um, the question was, hey, people getting too much stuff for me. I have multiple events. I have a happy hour one week. I have a different leverage event one week. So my answer is always, I'm going to go back to the lists. I, I'm inviting different people to different things, you guys. I'm inviting different people to different things. So the same person's not going to get all of those email invites all the time. If I'm doing a large-scale event, okay, let's say a large-scale, which I don't do very many, honestly, maybe two a year, somewhere around there, um, I don't care if they just got invited to, like, a different little thing, too. This is, like, a really big event, and it's a big deal. So you go back to your list. So let's just say you have um, two – do you have two events booked for December yet? 
Okay, cool. So I'm going to book them for you right now. Okay. So you're going to do a VIP dinner. Okay. For just who? Your VIPs. Okay. So they're the only ones that are going to get that invitation. They're the only ones that you're going to call and you're going to make it a real big deal. Hey, John, it's Jeremy Forcier from Cross Country Mortgage. Dude, I'm throwing a VIP event. You're one of the most important people in my life. You've had a huge impact on me and I just love hanging around you. And I want to do something with just a small group of people that have had such an amazing impact on my life. It's December 16th. It's at Mayakama. It's going to be a blowout. We're going to open up the wine cellar. I would love for you to come. Okay. And now you have a different event in December. Okay. You have a pie giveaway. Who cares what it is, right? Pumpkin pie giveaway in November, right? You can invite as many people as you want to that, right? And they're so different. It's okay if the VIPs get that, but you're going to send out large scale there. So just be like a sniper, know what your target is, and then just shoot at it. Okay. It's, it's, I mean, maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but that's how my brain works. Small, just invite people. You don't want to just invite the same people all the time. That's how you get the same people that show up all the time that you guys were talking about earlier. Right? You want to invite different people for different reasons and make it a big deal as to why you're inviting them. Right? Quick question. So, anyway, seems like she's got some really good, like, high value, uh, you know, you said you do, like, a market. You know, Symposium, yeah. update thing, yep. Versus, like, a pie giveaway. I mean, I like both those. What's your thoughts on, like, which one has more impact? Because at the end of the day, it's about conversion and the dollar. What Mark is asking, because we're recording it, is that what's the most impact, like, dollar-wise? Is it, like, these super formal symposiums and whatnot, or is it, um, like, casual? And I'll let Tammy answer it. Here's the thing that I don't think you guys are getting. You need to write this down. The art of giving is that if you give something to someone... They will feel obligated to give it back to you. They will work their mind on how to give it back to you. If you are adding value to their life, Tara, if I am your realtor, okay, and you constantly put me in a room with other agents that can get my offers accepted, you uplift me, you encourage me, you inspire me, holy crap, I want to spend time with you. If you're going to put me in a room with other agents that maybe I can refer a client to on another side of town or something, that is of value. I think that our fear, our perceptions about all this stuff filter and shelter you from all of your abundance and opportunities. I think you have to think bigger. Who cares if you email them three times a month? More power to you. You are freaking doing it. You're demonstrating how powerful and on it you are. And the truth is, people want to work with people who get in front of people. They want to be the connector. When they're in the room, try to make a connection. Ryan, this is Jeff. You two need to know each other. Here's why. You guys, I think we... We miss the whole, it doesn't matter if it's two people for coffee or 20 people or eight people, add value. Care enough to make their time worth showing up. Your business will blow up. So Tammy, with that, I'm curious, when your events are over, do you go back and ask them, like a little survey, what could you do? Yep, we do it all on that, like give me a client, do all of that for me. Um, And then, you know, the texts come in, the praises, the videos back to us and all of that. And then we follow back up with a little video to everyone and, you know, start a Facebook conversation. So, so working event, 
when you're at when you're at your actual event, okay? Just a couple quick tips. One is that if it's a larger event, and I consider a large event anything that's greater than 20 people. That's yeah, a big event. I mean, it yeah. just is. It's hard to like give everyone your time, Tension. right? So, I throw a, a event at the ballpark every year. I didn't do it last year and it's hilarious. So, you guys will get known for doing Event? Certain events, yes. like I did this event three years in a row, and I swear I got 50 different emails, calls, like, "Hey man, Why am I off your it? list? Like, did you not do the? Jo- I just didn't do it, you guys. I transitioned companies last year. Like, I just, I didn't do it. Like, you no, know, you're still on the list. I love you. Yeah. But that's awesome. I'm getting that feedback of like, wow, these people are looking forward to it. So a large event. Okay, I'll use this baseball event for an example. Um, what I always do is I stand at the entrance, so it doesn't matter where you're at, restaurant your house, whatever it may be, and I greet everyone, okay? Because that's the only time I'm probably going to have to interact with most of those people during the event. So I will stand at the doorway, the entrance, and be like, John, dude, thanks for coming. High five. Blake, dude, thanks for coming. How do I manage to remember everyone's name? So that's great. Do you have a name tag station? I do. So what kind of list did I have? Your VIP list. No, I had an RSVP list, yeah. you guys. This is why it all ties together. I have an RSVP. I know who's coming, right? I, I literally know who's coming. And then I'm checking them in. What do I have in my hand at the entrance? The list. That's right. I got the RSVP list, y'all. Aha. Okay. So that's how I am making sure that I know who is there, who is coming, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, that, that's how I know is I just, oh, my gosh, it's great to see you. We have name tags. Yeah. And then I make them, right, fill it out. Or I will say my favorite script when I don't remember who someone is. Hey, how do I spell your name correctly again? I just want to make sure your last name first. Always say that, by the way, because I've done how do I spell your name again? And he's like, Bob. I'm like, ooh. (laughs) I was kidding, Bob. How are you? (laughs) That was a joke. That was a dad joke. I'm sorry. I thought it was funny. Um, So if you are going to do that strategy of like, I don't remember this person, start with last name. Hey, how do I spell your last name again? How do I pronounce that correctly? If I do a VIP event, I will also face, you know, I'll look them up. And print it. I'll print pictures. I'm not above that. You know, I go to a signing, and I'm only seeing them for an hour, and there are a couple hundred of them a year, and I don't remember everybody. And sometimes I just say, oh, my God, I remember your story. I probably even know the last four of your social, but I can't remember your name. And the, the reality is, you guys, I don't know what, how your market's. Every market's different. Like, for me personally, um, I don't ever worry about this because I don't meet hardly anyone. Where I live, people commute an hour and a half, most people, yeah. to go to work. And so it's a lot of fun. I, a lot of these people I've never met anyway. Like they've never come into my office and that, I mean, I don't want it to be that way, but that just is. So they aren't really tripping when I don't know who they are anyway. They're like, <laughs> it's so great to meet you. Yeah. That's usually what the response yeah. is. And oh my God, it's so great to meet you in person. And they're so excited right? to be invited, you guys. Yeah. They really are. But when you work the event, make sure you greet everyone. If it's a, a large scale event, okay? Make sure that you greet everyone. She's had a question oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. for a long time. Did you like with your bigger market event or follow-up? So the question is, how do you follow up on a big event? Remember, we have the RSVP list. Um, and then as everybody is introducing themselves, I check off everybody that's there. 
You know, my team comes. Um, any event that I have, I make my team come. Because I want all my agents to not just know me, but know my team, right? I do a happy hour. I want my team there. I don't make them stay the whole time, but I want them to actually sit down, talk to people, mingle with people. Same with our client activities, anything we're doing like that. Um, and then the follow-up for me is a phone call and honor them. And if I can't get them, I'll just leave them a voicemail. Um, you can use Grasshopper, too, to help you with that if you're going to leave just a general. But I do try, you know, say it's a 20-person event. I'm going to call everybody and honor them and say thank you. Um, and I'm going to do it within the next, like, three days after the event. Same for me. I'll, I'll try to call everyone if I'm too busy. Do we get too busy sometimes, honestly? Yeah. Like we're cra- I, sometimes I'm like so sl- I have no white space, right? Yeah. But I want to make sure I follow up. That's when it's appropriate, in my opinion, to use hacks like Slidial, for example. Yeah. They'll go right to their voicemail or Agent Legend, where yeah. you can just press a button and then you have a pre-recorded voicemail that goes out. But remember, that's not just to not talk to the person. That's if you truly, truly are just crushed Head on time. Cut text. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, we definitely follow up. Were you just stretching, bud? You, cool. Yeah, yeah, you had a awesome. question. No, okay. Awesome, yes. Do you at any point ask for trying to help your business on the follow-up? Like, I, I sometimes feel like they are seeing through all of this. Yes, I want to spend time with them, but at the end of the day, I also want business. So. Uh, what is your first name? My first name is B. B? Yeah. Cool. Can we role-play? Sure. All right. Can you give her your Mikey thingy? Yep. Awesome. So here's what it sounds like. I'm going to call you. I'm following up for my event. Okay? Ring, ring, ring. Hey, it's B. B. It's Jeremy Forcier. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, man. Awesome. Hey, it was super duper duper fun having you over uh, at our house the other night. Did you guys have a good time? We did. It was really cool. Did you actually enjoy watching the UFC fights? Was that the first day? Do you like UFC? I didn't even ask you that. Not really. I really came for the drinks and hanging out. <laughs> that was nice. Well, my wife super, super uh, loved getting to know you. She had an awesome time as well. Um, how did your friend, did your friend have a good time? What was her name again? Michelle? Yes, Michelle. Yeah, we, ha- we really had a good time. And thank you so much for inviting us. No, it's great. It's great. Well, thank you so much for coming. I super appreciate you. I always love working with people just like you. So I just always want to remind you that if you have any friends, family members, or co workers that ever needs anything that's finance related, even if it's just a question, if they're working with someone else, I'd be honored to help them and get them some information. Absolutely, Jeremy. Cool. Thanks, B. Have a great day. See ya. Simple, right? Like, just ask. Well, and I think, too, a segue to that is they're expecting you to ask. Don't blow it. They want to honor you. They do. They very much want to give back to you. I'm looking at... uh Yes. Yes. Even if they don't show up. No, it's just giving. Yeah. So he said the power of the invitation, and um, I, you're right. We, we didn't cover it specifically, so thank you. Um, I alluded to it in the beginning. Like my favorite event is when I invite a bunch of people and like a handful show up. <laughs> Because they're still going to respond and interact with you. That's Art marketing. Reciprocity. Right? That's marketing to them already. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So um, any questions, anything specific that we have not gone over that we can go over with you guys? Yes. Oh, no. You're just telling me how much time I have. That's awesome. Thank you. So um, if you guys could do me a favor, pull out your phones. If you enjoyed the class, please give us a 10. If you didn't enjoy the class, a sympathy <coughs> 10 is fine, too. Or a 5. I know. I was shooting high there. So you can give us 50% give us 5 if you want <laughs> out of 10. <laughs> awesome. Well, you guys...
If you need anything else, I'm going to be hanging out here for a few minutes. Feel free to come up. Thank you so much for coming. Yes, appreciate it. You've been listening to the Corps Sales Training Boot Camp. For registration information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at www.lacorestraining.com.